one. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. And, Audrey, we take the show to the streets. We I know. We it, are man. in the streets there right is, now. There is no place <laughs> we will not go to bring you what is happening in Pittsburgh's technology scene, and especially robotics. And where are we right now? What's the exact address? We are at the Tech Forge in Lawrenceville. It's on 47th Street, right near Hatfield Street, right where they kind of intersect, and mm-hmm. they're building space for, like, Caterpillar here. Like, I mean, this happening. is, like, the future of Pittsburgh, and we are literally in the foundations of it right now, having way too good of a time. So thrilled. And, Audrey, we got a guest with us. This is, like, one of the, one of, one of the guys. Yeah, he's one of the guys. in the pantheon of <laughs> robotics in Pittsburgh. It's true. I'm like, in, we're an honor. He's company. made an appearance over the last few years, yes, though, and absolutely. I sort of like that. And so, who do we have in the house? This, my name is John Bears, and I'm president and CEO of Carnegie Robotics. So great! And Carnegie, Carnegie Robotics yeah. has been around for how long now? Uh, 2010. Yeah, right. Uh, 2010. You've been, been doing this for a while, then, huh? So give us, give us, let's just reel back a little bit. Just go back to 2010. Tell us about the company. Tell us a little bit about the journey there. So in, in the, the decade before 2010 or more, I was director at the National Robotics Engineering Center. Around the block. And around the block, across the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I had a building dream of taking technology to product and... Uh, uh, seeing seeing what the challenges were associated with that, uh, I loved I loved uh, the um, uh, challenge at Carnegie Mellon and, and the people and all of that. But I really wanted to see what it was like to be a a small business taking robotics to product. So in 2010, launched Carnegie Robotics, mm-hmm. and uh, quickly we. Uh, uh, found ourselves licensing intellectual property from Carnegie Mellon and turning it into product for the landmine and IED uh, market space for the Army. Uh, that was one of our first areas to touch and has continued to this day and, of course, many other areas. And so so now, here we are in the, nearing the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. What are some of the areas that you've actually touched in terms of product? So uh, one that we're very proud of is we started in that uh, winter of, uh, or the, the fall of 2010, we bid on a landmine and ID detection robot, a small robot uh, uh, that that can uh, detect these very very lethal and, and damaging, uh, specifically IEDs, uh, mm. on trails and roadways, wow. and that has gone through a series of of. Um, awards to now where we're the prime contractor for the for the army. So how many yeah. lives have you saved right. with this? Yeah. I mean, that, that's why well, I that's find gets, that's so gets amazing. a little ahead. It'll yeah. it'll turn in, it'll go be fielded in about another eighteen months. Okay. These are yeah. the army programs right. are very long. These okay. Are, but I got what's you. exciting about it is it will be fielded to my knowledge it's the first uh, autonomous robot. I was going to ask army. you that. Right. The I first was... one coming from Pittsburgh and right here. So and it's really autonomous exciting. because people use that term loosely. Well, sure. And and uh, the way this will work is that the uh, infantrymen or, or user of the robot will, will uh, get the robot started and then it works by itself for some number of minutes and then it, it uh, uh, will find IEDs and landmines and mark the ground and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, so it does. It does definitely operate large chunks of time by itself, which is really exciting. And how many people are working 
there uh, in your we're company. About 70 right now. You're 70 right now? Yeah. Wow. And that's really grown over the last couple of years. Right? It has, and a lot of that is standing up a production facility and production capability to be able to build these robots and others at scale, which which has all of the production and quality control and compliance and different and things. That all that production is happening here in, in Pittsburgh then? It, it does. The, the assembly and test, of course, the bits and pieces are built all over exactly. the they, world. They kind of right. come here together and assemble them together. And we tend to do the, the final assembly, the quality control, the, the commissioning and that here. So you, you have seen, you have been involved in research, you've been involved in ideation, you've, been, you've probably seen things that have flubbed and failed, and now you're at something sure. that is, is, is really scaling. What have you learned about yourself? You, you know, you've come out of you know, academic research and uh, customers and probably all the annoyances of running a business. What have you learned? Well, learned a lot, right? Because I, I've had, I've had three major stopping points in in my career. First was at the at the CMU Center, as I talked about, uh, where there I, I learned a lot about uh, research and how to move research very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, then started Carnegie Robotics, and through that journey, have learned about what it takes to build robust products and how to run a for-profit company for-profit company that uh, began in startup phase and now as you said have, have many many people and intellectual property and things like that and then uh, recently I took two and a half years and I uh, started Uber's Advanced Technology right. Center, also in the Strip. So there, just a I minor, learned. minor point there. Right, it's one of those amazing things that happened in Pittsburgh. And it was kind of part of that, yeah, right? And, and there, I learned a lot about scaling and, and scaling, right? To huge scale, I can't really talk about no, that more today. Yeah, but absolutely. There was huge lessons there. So mm -hmm. now, I'm in this chapter and uh, bringing some of those. And together. so, what about you know when I moved here, probably a year before. Um, 2001 to be specific people used to say to me you're going to love Pittsburgh it's Roboburg mm -hmm. and I looked around and I peeled back a little bit and I saw people doing research of some interesting things I did, it didn't seem like Roboburg to me yeah. now fast forward 2017 it looks it smells it acts it seems a little different we've seen manifestations of some real autonomous um, product what is it? How, how have you um, successfully been in attracting people from around the world to come here and work? Or is most of the talent coming out of Carnegie Mellon? No, for sure now there's a lot that's coming to Pittsburgh, which is exciting. Right. That's the first time I've seen that right. in my, my years here. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's a combination of, of multiple factors. I think one is that. Uh, Pittsburgh has this, uh, uh, there's an attitude in the robotics community and in the city at large of, of a can-do attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I think of it as sort of the, the gritty roots of Pittsburgh as builders, and I think it still persists here, is, mm -hmm. is that we can build things and get them to work and, and make them work and show them. Um, so I think there's a... a, a, a or it's in our DNA mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh to, to build and show what we can do mm -hmm. uh, rather than maybe talk about it, but actually to, yeah. deliver. Yeah. This is not a puff piece we're talking no. about. And no. then there's, I don't know, there's more, it's just everything's a little 
harder in Pittsburgh. We have the weather, we have the streets, we have an older uh, infrastructure, we have a, uh, uh, fewer uh, universities. It's a smaller city. Everything's a little harder, and I think that gives us a little bit a, a shot in the so arm. So that's to, interesting. It makes us more rugged. So it's more, like right? against all odds. That's it's against some odds, right? Some odds, right? Uh, you know, you take larger cities that have a dozen big universities, and, and right? Uh, you mean like a Boston? Course, yeah, Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Uh, we have we have many. We have right. a couple large ones, but and I just think that there's. Uh, there's a lot of there's less VC money floating around Pittsburgh than mm -hmm. other places. Much so there's less. a string of things that makes it harder here, but I think somehow that that sparks us to work a little harder. So it, does anything concern you in looking at it sort of from the macro view? Does anything concern you in terms of some of the growth and, and that we've seen across across the region and across the city? Are there things that perhaps we should make sure that we just don't do? Uh, I don't know about don't do. I, I feel that we, I, I would say openly that I think the city's behind in keeping up with the growth. I think to continue to attract the uh, 20 to 30-somethings mm -hmm. who are early in their, you know, maybe not even married, coming mm -hmm. to Pittsburgh, wanting to plant roots, we're behind in, in our infrastructure and in, in just everything we do for that, and, and it's not a lost race, but we have to keep moving it is a race, in, right. in, in transportation, bike access, in uh, light uh, rail. Yeah. Right. Maybe a way that people move around, the things that they can do, uh, everything to our, our, I know there's, there's uh, work with our airport and trying to get more direct flights. Right. There's sort of this whole ecosystem that we have to be aware of to attract uh, mm -hmm. uh, this generation of people that are going to come fill these jobs. Or, and I think right now it's a, it's a golden moment because the, the jobs are being created quickly. There's a lot of jobs here, and now right. Pittsburgh has to move fast to create uh, everything that's needed to keep those people so we happy need the and urgency. excited and you yeah. know an amazing park system and right. amazing bike system that's connected to the park system and better transportation it's, I'm sure there's a long long list that's great. Uh, we have to get better VC money in the town for right. a lot of these people are coming in for the, the big Silicon Valley and other companies and then they're going to spin off and try to do things on their own and mm -hmm. we want to keep them here right. and keep that larger well, keep I, building that larger ecosystem without a doubt well, we're going to take a break we're coming right back with more John Bears from That's Carnegie great. Robotics like I said he is in the pantheon of when it comes to folks in robotics I love that, I'm just saying, I love that. he is doing some great work and we have so many more questions for him and we are bringing you this show from the Tech Forge here in Lawrenceville with RIDC great partners of ours I'm telling you, without these guys, we can't make the show happen. Go to ridc.org and check them out. Learn about all the properties they have. And the Tech Forge is coming online right now. And we are literally in the thick of it all, bringing you the show here tonight. So this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn about us at pghtech.org. Go to Twitter, at pghtech. And just uh, keep hanging out with us for another couple minutes. Because we'll be right back with more about Pittsburgh's robotics industry, especially with Carnegie Robotics. <laughs> 